The Alabama Securities Commission, or ASC, is a state agency that regulates the financial industry in Alabama. Our mission is to protect investors from securities fraud and preserve legitimate capital markets in our state. This podcast is part of the ASC's Women's Financial Empowerment Program called SheCan. You can learn more about the ASC and the SheCan program by visiting our website, www.asc.alabama.gov. The opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the positions of the commission, but belong solely to the speakers and hosts. Hi, SheCan followers. This is Faith Vega, Public Information Specialist with the Alabama Securities Commission, or ASC. Today, we are working through part two of the Career Decisions, Transitions, and Stages podcast. So if you didn't catch part one, go ahead and take a listen. My favorite part of the SheCan program is getting to hear the stories, perspectives, and advice of women I really admire. Today, our co-host is someone who I've admired for as long as I can remember, from her fashion sense to how hard she works and her determination. Today, I get to interview none other than my older sister, Jane Schell. Jane graduated from Auburn University, Montgomery with a bachelor's in business administration. Her background is in the banking industry. In that position, she conducted community and senior outreach, prepared and designed bank brochures, annual reports, and other marketing materials, conducted business development, orchestrated bank events, and managed their website and social media account. Although it wasn't an easy choice to leave, Jane was offered a career opportunity she couldn't refuse as a director of marketing with a healthcare company. Her territory was the southern half of the state, and the majority of her time was spent doing business development. Next came Jane's biggest career change. She decided to stay at home with her daughter. She continues to do marketing projects when she has time through her business, Shell Creative. Thanks for letting me interview you today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I've got my coffee. I'm ready to go. (laughs) Let me pick your brain a little bit. My first question is about career transitions. It can be a daunting decision to leave a familiar work environment and then move on to a new one. If you can name the three most important things when it comes to considering moving to a new position, what would they be? Certainly. If you are lucky like me and you love the job that you're doing, the idea of making a transition can seem big and scary, but it doesn't have to. So the first thing I would look at personally is if I would enjoy this new position. Does it suit my personality? Because if I'm not going to be happy doing it, then I'm not going to leave a place that I'm happy. The second thing that I would consider is, does it challenge me? So if there are not opportunities to uh, feel like I'm making a positive difference for the company, that's not a move that I think I would make. And the third one is, are there growth opportunities? So especially when looking at the long term, you know, in five years, is there going to be an opportunity for me to move up within the company and take on more responsibility? Those are great tips and those are great things to consider. I love the first two that you said. Um, You said, if it's challenging and am I happy doing it? And I would say, just from the looks of it, the next career transition that you made, which is being a stay-at-home mom, is certainly something that is challenging every day. (laughs) And I know I see a lot of joy on your face when you're with Lila. Any parent can tell you it is a 24-7 job, but it is the best one that I've ever had. Well, not that I'm biased, but your girl's pretty spectacular. Um, So when we talk about the decision to leave the workforce and come home to raise your children, there's so many elements that can impact and really 
just put pressure on women when they wrestle with that decision. First, the financial demands of raising a family on one income can be tough in today's economy. So that's a huge decision in itself. And as a mother, putting your career on hold raises questions regarding your eventual re-entry into the workforce. And a lot of times, especially in my case, um, your identity can be tied into your career. So if you're doing a job that suits your personality and it's something that you really enjoy, it can feel like a sense of loss that you're leaving that position. Wow, that's so many things that you have to consider just for yourself. And then there's also, you know, the financial aspect. And our goal for the SheCam program is not to say one way is right and one way is wrong. What the commission hopes to do with the SheCam program is to equip women with the financial information that they need to make the best decision for themselves and their families. Because personal finance is just that, it's personal. So as you were making the decision to come home, how did you think through making the budget work? It was all about the budget. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a background in the banking industry, so budgeting has always played an important role when it comes to financial planning and decision-making for our growing family, both short and long-term. When it came to a decision on whether or not to come home, simply put, the bills had to be paid. That being said, there were other sacrifices that we had to make, and in the end, we had to decide whether the cost was worth the benefit. There really isn't a one-size-fits-all solution here. I mean, I love that you and Ryan were so intentional about spending, and you really thought through this process. And like you said, you're growing family, so you guys are still making it work. And it's really not a one-size-fits-all. And so we're not saying that, you know, you have to do one or the other. For some families, that may just not be a possibility. It's, you know, it's a decision that I feel we're very blessed that we're able to do. And that doesn't, it doesn't look the same for every family. Right. But one thing that we have to think about no matter what is the budget, like we said. And that's kind of the first step in in the decision making process. But another factor that women need to consider is how coming home may impact their long term earnings because they won't be. And I'm using air quotes here, moms working. And unfortunately, that means a lot of times that reentry into the workforce is basically like starting your career all over. Any stay-at-home mom or dad can tell you that, again, it's a 24-7 job and we're not earning a paycheck, but it is certainly work. Kids are definitely work. Very rewarding, of course. Um, But I once did read an article um, in Forbes magazine that talked about if you were to give a stay-at-home parent a salary, it would be a six-figure salary, and then plus some for every kid thereafter. And I still think that that's an understatement. (laughs) It's so great that I get to talk to you for this segment because you do have your own marketing business. So you've kind of got one foot in both worlds. You're still building the resume and work experience, but you're doing it on your time. So can you talk to our listeners about some suggestions that you may have for how they could do something similar? Absolutely. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Finances aside, the idea of trying to get my foot back in the door down the road was flat out scary. Um, I have found over time, There were several steps I took when I left the workforce that have made a huge difference for me now. Preparation was key. I would recommend being very transparent with your employer about your intentions to go. Give them plenty of notice. As soon as you've made the decision and you know you want to come home, let them know so they've got plenty of time to find a replacement for you. I offered to help with the training of a replacement during the transitionary period. 
I was able to speak with several different candidates that they had in mind and work with them in the transitionary period when they had found my replacement. And I think one of the most important things is to keep in touch. I think even if you're home, it's so important. If you know that you want to go back at some point to keep that network up, you want to stay in touch with those people. Your previous employer can be a huge asset. References aside, they may be willing to share job opportunities with you down the road or even offer to rehire you if there's an open position available with the company. So it sounds like kind of your key advice is all about relationships and building and maintaining your relationships. Kind of with your business, I mean, you took something that you're good at, building relationships, and really incorporated it into Shell Creative, which means you get to have clients on a, I wouldn't say as need, because it's really as your available basis. Um, But what about women who have a hobby like photography, or maybe they are really talented with painting or beekeeping? What are some ideas for them for how they could, you know, potentially capitalize on those hobbies? And I know a lot of time there's kind of this push of like, Your hobbies can just be your hobbies. And we're not saying you have to monetize them. But what if you want to do that? Before children, I enjoyed what I did for a living. I enjoyed being around people. I enjoyed um, networking. And it was a challenging job. And I was good at it. And once I had gotten my mama feet under me, so to speak, and we had gotten into a routine with our little, I knew that I was ready to take on something more. I wanted more responsibility outside of my household duties opportunity outside of hobbies to work outside the home again first came from a previous employer that I had kept in touch with. And she reached out and asked if I'd be interested in coming back to work for them. And I loved the idea, but I knew that I would miss the freedom of being home with my little and making my own schedule. So after a lot of prayer and discussion with my husband, I decided to propose working with them as a consultant on a project by project basis. And so Shell Creative was born. Oh, that's awesome. And you were ready to take on those those additional responsibilities. I think maybe the big factor here is knowing yourself and then knowing what you're good at and what you can realistically take on because you don't want to face burnout. I would say the last thing you want to do is become overwhelmed because being a a stay-at-home mom can be overwhelming if it's your first time. Some women fall into it naturally and they absolutely love it. I felt a little overwhelmed in those early days. There's the newborn fog people tell you about, certainly. Um, And it took me a little time to get my feet under myself and, and really feel comfortable with taking on responsibilities outside the house again. I really appreciate your honesty about being ready to do more in addition to being a mom. But I think a lot of women feel this tension between time spent doing for their families and doing something for themselves, which I guess what I'm really describing is mom guilt. I know a lot about mom guilt, and I think it's a little bit taboo for moms to say that we need something outside of, you know, just our family or just our home. Um, But I hope that by coming on here today that I can help a mom out by letting you know that it is okay to have something for yourself, because if you are constantly giving and putting others in your family ahead of yourself, your tank's not full. That's really true. And I think it's so interesting that you brought up the idea of making sure you take care of yourself first, because that's one of the things we discussed in the companion podcast. And it really applies to all areas, not just personal finance. I really like the way you put it, though, making sure your tank isn't empty. 
as a mom, what is one way you fill up your tank? So I actually ended up starting a garden and it has really grown over the last couple of years, which my husband loves because he does all of the manual labor. (laughs) So we still love tending to it. Spring is right around the corner. We're getting ready to sow some new seeds and we really love tending to it. And it's become quite a family hobby for us. You guys don't know this, but my sister has a green thumb and I love getting her tomatoes in the summer. They're the best. But Jane, you also use your garden to teach Lila some practical lessons about stewardship. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about how you use that? At three years old, my daughter obviously doesn't grasp the concept of financial independence. (laughs) However, she is a very independent child. Um, She can wash her own hands, mommy. She can put her own shoes on. So by helping out around the garden, she's already learning hard work and responsibility and that patients pay off in the long run. And she can quite literally enjoy the fruits of her labor by helping us out in the garden. That's so precious. So Jane, before we close, I'd love to give you the final word. Is there anything else that you would say to our She Can listeners about career transitions, being a stay-at-home mom, or teaching the next generation valuable financial principles? I don't think I'm an expert. I take it day by day. And parenting, I would say, isn't easy in any capacity. I have found that if you make the decisions that work best for your family, and that looks different for everyone, that you won't have any regrets. Thank you for taking the time to chat with me today and for supporting the She Can program. Thank you for tuning in to the She Can podcast. Don't forget to tune in to the next episode and subscribe. If you have questions about the She Can program or this podcast, visit the She Can website at www.asc.alabama.gov.